Sage. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Welcome back, guys. Welcome to the hags. Yes, we are your hags. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of Halloween. Yes, Halloween. Yeah, this is a fun one. I'm actually really excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah, what are we doing, Danny? We're going to be talking about some real life ghost stories. Real life ghost stories. Ah, yes, it's going to be super fun. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was this was a good one to research because you know what I don't know for me it's not heavy it's just like fun and like yeah. kind of spooky but there's like not really not super long yeah just short and sweet totally yeah I'm super excited mm-hmm. me too you mm-hmm. want to go first um sure yeah sure let's do it okay um so everybody I I know if you haven't seen it because maybe you're not a spooky movie person I know a few of my friends um are not (laughs) um but annabelle you know from the conjuring annabelle the creepy porcelain doll if you haven't seen it you've probably heard about it okay but what not everybody knows is that it's actually based off of a true story so i went in um to quite a few sources because i wanted to get like the most accurate picture possible essentially for this but I went on to fucking Ed and Lorraine Warren's website. <laughs> nice. Okay. Their website is, um, it used to be warren.co or something like that because it's uh, New England. But now it's, it, they changed it. So now it's, uh, what, whatever their son-in-law's name is. What is his name? Is Timothy Spear? Tom Spear? It is the N-E-S-P-R. New England Spiritual Society. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, all right. New England Society for Psychic Research. Ah, Yeah. And now, if you want to find that without, like, if you just want to put in the the web name, it used to be um, just warrens.com, but now they, unfortunately, both, both Ed and Lorraine have passed, um, and now their son-in-law has kind of taken over everything, and now it's TonySpira.com. Oh, so, that's nice. Yeah, there you go. Um, anywho, so I just want to get right into it because it's a really, it's a really fun, kind of freaky one, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm ready to start. Yeah, so, let's go. In 1970, a 28-year-old nurse received a Raggedy Ann doll as a birthday gift from her mom. She put the rag doll on her bed and began to notice it changing positions. A leg would be crossed or the doll would be lying on its side. Then the girl and her roommate began to find parchment paper on the floor with written messages such as help me, help us, that kind of thing, um, even though they didn't have any parchment paper in the house. The doll began appearing in different rooms and at one point appeared to be leaking blood. Then one day a male friend was taking a nap and woke with the doll staring at him. And he felt like he was being strangled. And there were deep scratch wounds all over his upper body. The girls at first thought maybe an intruder was moving the doll around and leaving notes. When they ruled that out, um, according to the occult medium website, or museum website, sorry, um, not knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held. Um, The occult museum website, of course, being, well, not of course, but being the NESPR website. Um, as the Warrens have a museum, essentially, of all of the things that they have taken from the 
hauntings and possessions that they have gone through, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, the girls were introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins, who was said to be a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built and died there at the age of seven. Um, this they found out through a medium that they contacted through the website. The spirit related to the medium that she felt comfortable with the two roommates in the apartment and wanted to stay with them and be loved. The roommates gave Annabelle permission to inhabit the doll, but things got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, spoiler alert, mm. never ever do that. <laughs> so Don't give them permission. Yeah. No. <laughs> After things got worse, the nurse realized the spirit in the house was not that of a young girl, but inhumane and demonic in nature. And she felt it was time to seek real expert advice and contacted a priest named Father Hegan. Father Hegan felt it was a spiritual matter and he needed to contact a higher authority in the church. So he contacted another priest named Father Cook, who immediately contacted the Warrens. Um, The Warrens, like, almost, like, instantly came to the conclusion that the doll itself was not, in fact, possessed. But it was being manipulated by a presence in order to look alive. They believed the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll, but it was looking to possess a human host. At the conclusion of the uh, investigation, the Warrens felt it appropriate to have a recitation of an exorcism blessing by Father Cook to cleanse the apartment. At the nurse's request, and as further precaution against the phenomena um, ever occurring in the home again, the Warrens took the big rag doll along with them when they left. The Warrens transported the doll in their vehicle, and Ed Warren told his wife that they should avoid the highway because he thought it was going to be a rough ride home. He was right. (laughs) And the car swerved in and out around nearly every corner they took and narrowly escaped a serious accident more than once. At one point, he reached back and just threw holy water all over the doll (laughs) to to try and... uh, calm the situation which did actually work they made it in one piece um the priest uh who performed the exorcism also barely escaped a serious a serious vehicle accident almost right after i believe it was the next day um he sorry he didn't escape the accident he did get into a serious accident and his car was totaled but he was unharmed okay so the annabelle doll is currently in the warren's occult museum in connecticut it is displayed in a case with a sign that warns you not to touch. One museum goer who ignored the warnings and kind of went up to it, taunted it, was like, this fucking doll's not going to do anything, um, died in a motorcycle crash with his girlfriend <gasps> immediately after no. um, he was kicked out of the museum. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah, literally on the way home. Mm, that's scary. Yeah. Because Ed Warren literally was like, hey, this is Annabelle, but, like, don't touch. Like, you got to leave her alone. And then the guy was like, what the fuck? This is a fucking doll. He can't do anything. And, like, was taunting it and stuff. And Edward was like, son, you have to go now. Like, you have to leave. He left and, like, on the way home um, was killed in a motorcycle accident. Jeez. Um, Yeah. So the Warren's Occult Museum is no longer in operation, unfortunately. Both Ed and Lorraine Warren have passed away, and according to Atlas Obscura, the museum was closed in 2018. Um, the Monroe Sun reported that Tony Spear was looking for a new home for the museum. Um, reportedly, the reason that it was closed was zoning issues, but it has yet to reopen. Um, yeah, so that pretty much is, is the true story of Annabelle. 
just like Didn't a nice you short one recently oh i do i was gonna bring that up too so there was a rumor circulating you may have seen the meme going around that the annabelle doll had escaped um however sadly maybe not sadly this has been disproved by tony spira <laughs> okay good. yeah <laughs> yeah because the, the thing is is that you know, the doll is like fully locked in in a, in a in a case and they've done yeah. the exorcisms and they keep they keep um like a lot of religious memorabilia like mm-hmm. crosses and stuff around it um so it, at, at this point in time as far as we know it can't really move around or mm. or do anything okay. like that so she is still locked up um and is still on display in wherever she happens to be in, in the closed museum so okay maybe we'll see are we gonna open well are they gonna open again hopefully because one day i would love to visit because that just seems really cool yeah i went to the museum of death when i was in la oh yes it was very fucking cool it Mm -hmm. was freaky but you want to let you take pictures or anything for those of you who don't know danny likes like dead things (laughs) like she likes like taxidermy and stuff like that <laughs> not like taxidermy no well, like taxidermy. i wouldn't get a stuffed animal i would get like well i like animal like bones i think they're i just think they're really pretty didn't you want um i could be wrong maybe i'm remembering it wrong but i feel like there so there's a place downtown um in vancouver called what what's it called it's the monkey one this oh, monkey yeah. is going to heaven is that what it's called yeah something like that yeah and it's a really cool like arts shop um where it's got like bones it's got like little taxidermy and i don't mean like a head of a deer on the wall i mean like little like like, little like beaver skulls yeah cute and they're all humane it's not like they're like killing them like Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's all found found yeah yeah um and they have like little like mice creatures with like hats and stuff on them (laughs) And I thought you really wanted one of those. Yeah, see, see, she does like taxidermy, just the right kind. (laughs) There's no shame. It's interesting. It's really neat. I also really like those, like um, the like moths and butterfly. Oh yeah, when they're like pinned. Yeah, I like those a lot. Those are expensive though. Yes, I mean it's all really fucking expensive, but I those are very expensive. Anywho, a little bit off topic. (laughs) <laughs> that is annabelle yeah yeah so annabelle doll is uh, a real thing that really did quite a few of the things um that we we saw in the movie mm. and this is almost all directly from the the ed and lorraine website mm-hmm. from their case file of when they did the investigation mm-hmm. i feel like we could do an entire episode on ed and lorraine oh, probably and, yeah, i mean we're doing a this. we're gonna be doing a paranormal season so Ooh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so just get ready for that guys yeah yeah super exciting all Um, right yeah i think it's your turn yeah so i'm going to be talking about a real life haunted house Ooh. yes yes it is the Villisca axe murder house oh i saw this one iowa Mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. yeah so a little background story about the house so josiah moore and his family bought the house in 1903 Mm -hmm. and lived there until 1912 on the night of June 9, 1912, six members of the Moore family and two house guests were bludgeoned to death in the residence. All eight victims, including six children, had severe head wounds inflicted with an axe. Oh, brutal. The murders were reportedly so horrifying, it said that they took the sinking of the RMS Titanic, which occurred about two months earlier, off the newspapers. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Um, so on November 7th, this is where we're going to get into the spookies. The spooks. Spooks, spooks. Spooks, spooks. <laughs> um, spooks, so. spooks. So this is now an actual like tourist attraction. Like currently or at that yes. time? No, currently. Oh, Jesus. So you can actually go visit this axe murder house and mm-hmm. it's supposedly haunted and i mean go if you want but <laughs> according but to this careful. i wouldn't go yeah um so um it does so actually sorry i'm gonna backtrack a little bit there oh. you can actually stay there Ooh. it's not just like a haunt. sorry yeah i, I should have mentioned it's not just like a haunted house like you go and like walk through you're like wow spooky so it costs 428 dollars a night ah! and you can stay there yeah <laughs> Um, visitors always report strange paranormal experiences, mm-hmm. such as visions of a man with an axe roaming the <gasps> halls, Ooh. or the faint screams of children. Ooh, that's, so th- but that's not even where, fun. No, <laughs> like if if it's screaming kids, like it's not even fun. Spook. It gets less fun. Ooh. So on November of 2014, the haunting kind of took a dark turn. Mm-hmm. Robert Stephen Lawrence Jr., he was 37 years old, um, from Wisconsin. He was on a regular recreational paranormal visit with his friends when true horror struck. Mm-hmm. So his companions found him stabbed in the chest, mm-hmm. an apparently self-inflicted wound. Called Ooh. 911, and Larson was brought to a nearby hospital before being helicoptered to another medical center in Omaha. Well, you you know me. When I try to hurt myself, I just stab myself right in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. So the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said that Lawrence suffered self-inflicted injury at about 12.45 a.m., which is around the same time that the 1912 axe murders began in the oh, murder house. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Spooky. he did recover from his injuries. He didn't die. Um, he's never spoken about this publicly and what occurred that day. Mm. Um, so Martha Lynn, the owner of the house, um, she said the incident was very upsetting. <laughs> Her quote Fair. is just yeah. awful. Um, <laughs> it's publicity, but not the kind of publicity we desire. I don't oh. want people thinking when they come here that they're actually going to be axe murdered or something like that. So the house still okay. remains open to tourists to this day. Yeah, you're not the best quote. <laughs> no, not not the best. It was rather upsetting. Oh, a man stabbing himself directly in the yes. chest? Yeah, Around I guess it was. the same time that the other axe murders occurred. Yeah, Jesus, that's mm-hmm. spooky, man. That's spooky. I do not do haunted houses. I hate them. I will not. Scary movies, all that good stuff. I'm into it. Yeah. Real life haunted houses, absolutely not. It's never gonna happen. Well, you're in the comfort of your own home. You can cuddle up in a little blankie mm-hmm. with some hot chocolate. Oh, I know what I'm gonna do tonight. Scary movie, <laughs> hot chocolate blankie. Anyways, but yeah, no, I literally. You would think that we'd be big like haunted house people because we fucking love this shit. But absolutely not. I do not. I feel like we we might have talked about it on the show before. We might have just talked about it in person, but like. I just feel like in a haunted house, all it takes is one time, one crazy person being like, actually, I'm actually going to yeah, kill these people. Yeah, we talked about this in, with, in the Hellfest. Right? Yeah. Hell like, Fest, it, yeah. Like, I stand nope. by it. Like, it, it just takes one person, one time, and no one would know until the next day. And, like, 
that's a lot of time yeah, to run away. Not. Okay. It's a no for me. It's a no for me. Yeah. Also, no. I don't super desire to actually piss my pants in front of everyone. Yeah. That's like also not that. something I want. Oh my god. Well, that's spooky. Mm-hmm. Where where did you say that that haunted house was? Iowa. Iowa. Ooh, fucking yes. Iowa. Classic. I feel like a lot of spooky shit happens over there. <laughs> um all right uh, my turn again yes your turn sweet okay so this is gonna be i think a short episode um but all right this is a little bit longer we'll see so my next one is i'm talking about poltergeist Ooh, i mm-hmm. love this movie yes this movie is so good so this is about the inspiration and the result so i think we have all heard of or at least seen the movie or I guess it would be the opposite. I think we've all seen or at least heard of <laughs> the movie Poltergeist. Um, in the movie, a young family are visited by ghosts in their homes. At first, the ghosts appear friendly, moving objects around the house to the amusement of everyone. And then they turn nasty and start to terrorize the family before they... You can't see my finger quoting, but finger quote, kidnap the youngest daughter. Um, however, what many people don't know is that this one, um, along with Annabelle, is actually based on a true story. So, on an evening in 1958, a man from Seaford, Long Island, New York, received a telephone call at work for his wife. She told him that she and their teenage children had heard a series of popping sounds coming from various spots around the house. Upon investigation, they found uncapped bottles of several substances completely upended in different rooms, including a vial of holy water, which spilled all over a bedroom dresser. The man was skeptical of the whole thing and advised his family to stay calm and keep the occurrences to themselves. He believed some prankster had gotten inside and tried to spook the family. Um, Quick sidebar, I feel like I would be really concerned if someone had gotten inside my house and was just fucking with my family. But, like, that's just me. It's just a prankster, though. (laughs) No, get Um, them out of my house. Yeah, literally, get them out. Um, But, anyways, it was important to him to keep things under control. However, five days later, the same thing happened again, and the next day, it happened again. This time, he watched in horror as bottles moved about his bathroom as by some unseen hand. This time, he called the police. Good. Yes. When the police arrived, more bottles began began popping throughout the home. They performed, performed a series of tests to rule out radio transmissions. What? What? Speaking of ghosts, my Siri just turned on randomly. Spook. <laughs> I hate it. Um, when the police arrived, more bottles began popping throughout the home. They performed a series of tests to rule out radio transmissions or electronic disturbances, but the bottles were not warm or otherwise charged. Um, because, of course, if there was an electrical disturbance, the energy from the electricity would have warmed up the bottles, which mm-hmm. is why that's important. Um, whatever was happening to them could not be explained with logic. On February 17th, a priest came into the home to bless it. News of the activity at the house spread and was a subject of an article in Life magazine. People wrote letters offering potential reasonable explanation, while others believed the activity to be a result of poltergeists. Either way, more activity happened. The family purchased the home new and were the only people who had ever lived there, so there was nothing to indicate um, any unfinished business or something going on with a previous tenant. So why did this seem like an otherwise traditional haunting? The haunting ended as suddenly as it had started, 
After over 70 documented instances of paranormal activity, everything stopped and nothing was documented going forward. So, really similar to the movie. Um, I mean, there's a few differences. The movie added in a, a couple of things, like, um, like, uh, a sequel, a, a sequel, <laughs> um, a Native American shaman, you know, uh, Indian yes. burial grounds. Because, I mean, which makes sense because, I mean, in, in the real story, there's like, there's nothing mm-hmm. like there's no explanation. It just stopped as like stopped as soon as it began. So, Weird. yeah, that's the inspo. So now we're going to go to the result of the movie, Poltergeist, talking about the first one specifically. So you may have heard of the Poltergeist curse, in which four of the cast from the 1982 Steven Spielberg film were all, they all died. So, you know, one or two, it happens, it, you know, it's, it's awful and it's sad. Uh, but we're talking four of the main cast from the one movie all died. And it all yeah, began, you're right, it's spooky. And it all began in the first year after the movie was released. So the first person to pass away was Dominique Dunn, um, who was, uh, who played the older sister, uh, Dana, Dana, Dana Freeling, um, and was killed in fucking weird circumstances. Awful, tragic, but weird. Um, in 1982, um, so the same year that Poltergeist was released, um, Dunn separated from her partner, John Sweeney. In November of that year, he showed up at Dunn's house and pleaded for him to take him back. When she refused, Sweeney grabbed her neck and choked her until she was unconscious and left her to die in her home's driveway. Sweeney was sentenced to six and a half years in prison, but was relieved, released after three years. Oh, what? Because, like, why? I, d- God, I think why? good behavior. Um, okay. Yeah. You, you literally strangle your partner to death, but, like, three years yeah. seems fine. That's fine. Yeah. So that was the first weird death, like, and, and very violent um, death. Next, um, Julian Beck and Will Sampson. So these ones, while they're still sad, they're not quite as crazy. So, the evil preacher, Kane from uh, Poltergeist 2, mm-hmm. was played by Julian Beck. In 1983, Beck had been diagnosed with stomach cancer, which took his life soon after he finished work on the second installment of the series. So, a year after um, Poltergeist had come out, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and then died after the second one. Mm. Um, That's upsetting. Yes. The same film was met with was met with further tragedy after Will Sampson, who played Taylor, the Native American shaman, died after under, undergoing a heart-lung transplant in 1987. Mm-hmm. Will Sampson's son, Robert, was also murdered in 2013, and his son, Tim, died in 2019 uh, from unknown causes. Mm. So I just felt like that was interesting to put in there. And finally, Heather O'Rourke... Um, who is our heroine, Carolyn, or Carol Ann Freeling, sorry. Um, beautiful, sweet baby angel, big blue eyes, white blonde hair, so sweet. If you haven't seen the movie, she's lovely. Um, and she was only six years old when the first Poltergeist film was released. Um, and she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease 
1987 at the age of 11. Mm. Yeah. The following year, she fell ill again and her symptoms were casually attributed to the flu. A day later, she collapsed and suffered a cardiac arrest. Um, so this is at 12 years old. She had a heart attack. Jeez. At 11 years old, she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is pretty fucking crazy for mm. someone that young. Um, after being airlifted to a children's hospital in San Diego, O'Rourke died during an operation to, collect, to correct sorry, a bowel obstruction and was later to believe that she had been suffering from a congenital intestinal abnormality at only 12 years old. Oh, that's so awful. Yeah, really sad. Um, so those are the deaths that have, that happened after the movies were released. Um, and these are just some odd things that happened in the movie that I, I wanted to put in there um, that could have... I don't know if I'm going to say caused, but might have had something to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Will Sampson, the Native American shaman, um, performed an authentic or exorcism after shooting wrapped up one night. Like he dead ass just fucking did an exorcism. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it on the set, too? Yeah, on the set. Yeah. Um, and in front of a bunch of the other other people. And, and everyone who was there for that, who's still alive, was like, yeah, it was really bad. It was not a good time. It was fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, according to Joe Beth, I'm sure, I mean, I've heard this rumor. I feel like this is the biggest rumor going around. Um, personally, I think I believe it. But that's just me. Um, according to Joe Beth Williams, who played uh, Diane Freeling, the mom, in, mm-hmm. in the first movies, um... She says that Spielberg insisted on using actual human skeletons as props in an attempt to save money. Yeah, honestly, it wouldn't yeah, have passed up. Right? Because at the time, it was cheaper to get real skeletons than, than you know, realistic-looking plastic ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like that's true. I don't well, know. Well, they used to use real, like, real human bones yeah. and stuff in, right? in sets. Like, even... I think it was the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. Like, that used oh, to all yeah. be real human bones. Right. I forgot ride. about that. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked. Like, yeah. Honestly, like, I feel like this isn't... And also, this isn't, you know, like, this happened in, in 2011. Poltergeist came out in 1982. Yeah. So, that's 40 years ago. So, a lot a lot of shit has happened in, in 40 years, including, you know, good... Oh. You probably didn't hear that, but my tummy just grumbled. Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> um... But, yeah, it's uh, 40 years. A lot has happened in terms of, like, prop advancement and, and shit looking good. So I think yeah. I think we all know that actors and directors are willing to do a lot of things to make the movie feel authentic. I'm looking at you, Jared Leto and Suicide Squad. So, yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah. The Shining. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The Shining. Yep. Fuck. Man, I used to want to be an actress so bad when I was younger. Looking back, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so um, Yeah, so that is that is the uh, the inspo and the results of of the nineteen eighty two Poltergeist film. Very interesting. Right? I Very like that cool. one. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun, it's spooky, interesting, mm-hmm. really sad to be honest, but still, all the other things as well. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mine's also a decently sad one. We're making you guys um, cry today. That's yeah, the I'm goal. sorry. A lot of people probably already know about this one because um, it's it's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the death of Elisa Lamb. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't there a 
a movie about it? I don't know. I feel like I just watched something, but I could be full Maybe. of it. Um, so Elisa Lam was last seen on January 31st, 2013 in the lobby of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She was vacationing through the West Coast, documenting the trip on her blog and checking in with her parents every day. On January 31st, the calls stopped. Lamb had vanished. Soon the police were involved and her parents arrived to help with the search. They had mm-hmm. nothing. The February... El- well, the February... <laughs> that February, the LAPD released elevator surveillance footage of Lamb before her disappearance. I, I, We will post the footage. It's all over the internet. It like blew up and was viral. Yeah, I remember when creepy. this happened. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen it, um, the footage shows her being strange, like behaving strangely in the elevator. It appears that she's talking with invisible people. She's peering around the corner of the door, crouching in the corner and opening and closing the door. But what exactly is going on in this video raises more questions than answers. Um, theories range from psychotic episodes to demonic possession to the unknown assailants just out of view of the camera. Around that time, hotel guests started reporting weird happenings with the Cecil Hotel's water supply. So this is a report from CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, the shower was awful, said Sabina Bow, who spent eight days there during the investigation. When you turned on the tap, the water was coming black first for two seconds and then going back to normal. The tap water tasted horrible. It had a very funny, sweet, disgusting taste. Ooh. It was very, str- it was a very strange taste. I can barely describe it. But for a week, they never complained. Um, they said we th- we never thought anything of it. We thought it was just the way it was here. So on February nineteenth, a hotel employee climbed onto the roof and used a ladder to investigate the water storage tanks. Um, that's when the authorities found the decomposing naked body of Elisa Lamb. <gasps> Her personal items were found nearby, and after an autopsy, her death was labeled accidental. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. Sounds about right. Yeah. So NBC Los Angeles reported at the time about the strange circumstances in the hotel's past. So the tank had a metal latch that had been open, but authorities said access to the roof was secured with an alarm and a lock. The single-room occupancy hotel actually has an unusual history. If you guys don't know, the Night Stalker, also known as Richard Ramirez, he was found guilty of slaying uh, 14 slayings in the 80s. He lived on the 14th floor for several months <gasps> in 1985. Oh. Um, so, yeah, this if you guys don't know about the Cecil Hotel, it's got a pretty like dark past. Yeah. Um, and then an international serial killer, Jack Underweger, is suspected of murdering three prostitutes during the time he lived there in 1991. She, um, of course, killed himself in jail in 94. And then in 1962, a female occupant jumped out of one of the hotel windows, killing herself and a pedestrian who she landed on. Ooh. So the Cecil yes. Hotel does already have not a great past. Yeah. <laughs> it's already got some spooky happenings. And yeah, the whole Lisa Lamb thing is just... Still to this day, completely unexplained. But that hotel is not unknown to be haunted. Fucking spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I'm in this, like, Facebook group mm-hmm. for, like, girls who, like, travel. 
Mm. Um, and these girls were doing absolute fools. I remember my friend Jade. This is when I was living at home. So Jade lived literally right next door to me. Mm-hmm. And she like texts me. She's like, are you seeing the live video that's like going on in this Facebook group right now? And I was like, no, what the fuck? So like oh. went over. They were live streaming in this group them using a Ouija board in the season oh. hotel. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, it was like, I mean, first I, of all, Ouija boards, not a great idea. Yeah. Second of all, Ouija boards in that place? Yeah. Ultra, not a great idea. What are you no. thinking? Oh my God, I'm so stressed. Yeah, but they, they're like live stream like every time. I, again, I don't know how technology works, but to me, this just doesn't really make sense. Like, I don't see like technologically how on a live stream you could do this. Yeah. Um, but it was like every time they'd like this one ghost would answer, like the video would like completely cut out mm-hmm. and you wouldn't be able to hear any sound and it would like freeze. Mm-hmm. And then I guess once it was like done answering, it would like the video would come back and then people would start typing, be like, we missed all of that. Like it like cut out and then they were like, oh, what the fuck? So they go to say it and it would cut out again. Like we nobody ever knew what he said because it just kept cutting out and the the video would just like turn off. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like that would be a really hard thing. Well, to, maybe like, maybe maybe it wouldn't be difficult to stage because I guess you could just exit from the the live stream or whatever, kind of like when we exit out of like clean feed and stuff like but that. But it wasn't like um, it wasn't like the live feed was turning off. You just couldn't hear it. Like it would like you know when like you know when you're FaceTiming and like the audio like the audio quality just gets shit and like everything gets really choppy. Oh yeah. It was like doing that and like when like sometimes they'll freeze and then it'll like the video will pick back up like ten seconds later. So you would have like missed everything that happened. That's oh. what was happening. Oh, or sometimes yeah. like, we would be able to see what they were doing, but we couldn't hear them. Yeah. And then sometimes you'd be able to hear what they were saying, but you couldn't see like their their like body, like the screen was frozen, but you could still hear them. Oh yeah, no, it was pretty yeah. wild. Never mind then. I made Jade know. come over because both of us were freaking out, just Fair. watching this oh from god. our house in Canada. We're like, oh my god, this is so scary. <laughs> the ghost is gonna come <laughs> through the screen. No, um, honestly, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, it was pretty Jeez, wild. Jeez, what an interesting memory to have. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's our paranormal our paranormal stories for the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that last one. That's creepy. I'm gonna. So I did look it up. There is a movie about it. It's called The Journey of Alyssa Lamb. Oh. So it says that. Mandy goes to the Cecil Hotel in order to get some pictures about the mysterious death of Alyssa Lamb. Hmm, interesting. Um, oh, also, it looks she's like from it's here, if you didn't know that. From Canada? She's from Vancouver. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking creepy, man. Yeah. Um, well, this is um, this is a Chinese movie. Mm. It's, from, it's in 2014, but it's just a short film. It's only 37 minutes long. Um, so... Yeah, if you want to look into that, it's called Journey of Alyssa Lam, uh, directed by Yang Wang. So, I would check it out. Yeah, look into that. There's only like one, two, three. Yeah, there's only five people in it. Oh. Oh, interesting. interesting. Okay, well, we'll watch this and we'll let you know if, if it's worth looking through the internet for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, well, awesome. All right. Yeah, Thanks. well, thank you guys for coming to another episode of Halloween. Halloween! Well, um, let us know how we're doing, how you're liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a great time. We're having lots of fun. This was a really fun episode um, 
for me at least to to look into and research this was mm. a good one um and yeah i guess i guess we'll pretty much let you guys go enjoy your spooky lives yeah. um and yeah have fun halloween's coming up i know it's kind of like a slightly canceled halloween this year but like live your best still halloween do stuff life. at home exactly i'm dressing up on halloween when i go to work um you're gonna Watch be watching spooky, spooky movies. movies yeah yeah get your hot chocolate out get your blankies um and then i don't know make like make those friggin witch well, finger cookies buy a box of halloween candy oh you know what i want to do today oh i'm gonna go out and get those halloween pillsbury cookies like just the ooh, circle ones with like yes. a pumpkin in the oh yeah i have a little ghost yes yeah that's what i'm gonna do today nice um yeah thanks so much guys oh, oh, oh. make sure to follow us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll post um I'll post the the video of Alyssa Lamb and we'll post like yeah. photos of Annabelle and the house yeah, and yeah. The poltergeist stuff so Absolutely. you can check it all out there. Mm-hmm. And uh our Instagram is at silence of the hags. Um you can email us if you have any comments, suggestions, concerns. Um silence of the hags at gmail.com. Um we're on I mean whatever you're listening to this too, but we're also on YouTube. We're on um spotify we're on apple podcasts what else are we on pocket Pocket cast anchor anchor yeah um so we're we're out there guys Mm -hmm. please also please 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 rate and review us on apple podcasts that's Mm -hmm. uh that's the main way that's how that's how (laughs) people see us is if if we got lots of good reviews which thank you so much for everyone who's already popped in and and given us good comments we really appreciate it Mm -hmm. um and it makes us feel good we you know we work real hard on this and and we want to make sure that you guys are enjoying it yeah Mm -hmm. so i guess that's i guess that's that yeah we'll see you guys tomorrow we will see you tomorrow another episode of halloween (laughs) okay (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye